No, it's not a talk show. It's a half-hour weekly show that I will host entitled Let's Hunt and Kill Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> So y'all be tuning in? Cool. 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 It's a fairly self-explanatory plot. Uh, each week we let the hounds of hell loose and we chase that jarhead, no-talent, cracker asshole all over the globe. I like big books and I cannot lie. You other brothers can't deny. And when a girl walks in with an itty-bitty waist and a round thing in your face, you get sprung. Wanna pull up? Cause you notice that butt was stuck Deep in the jeans she's wearing I'm hooked and I can't stop staring Oh baby, I wanna get whipped up And take your picture My whole boy's trying to warn me But that butt you got makes me so horny Ooh, rump of smooth skin You say you wanna get in my bins Well, you Welcome, you poor pussy Poor pussy cat To Geek Salad episode 220 Oh, hey, hey, Andy Have you heard about this one? Oh, man, it was right there what a great title that was. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to another episode. It's our annual look back at 30 years of music. This this year, we land on the music of 1992, which, I'll be honest, was an amazing year for music. Mm. By the way, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And I'm the other Mike they don't talk about. <laughs> but we, no, we, no we, we, we do we do talk about you just not where you can hear. That's my face. Exactly. You exactly. <laughs> had a sax on the beach. This is What's this that? is the way. Yeah. <laughs> we, we thought you were out playing a sax on the beach. Yep. Uh, well, no, I, I took my helmet off, so you know, oh. yeah, I'm, I'm no longer part of the group. <laughs> he he's right, said Mike. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just disturbing. It is. So I call myself Sir Mike a lot, but I don't. <laughs> Sir Mike's a lot. <laughs> they call me Sir Drinks a lot. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we. I'm really looking forward to this. This has been I, 1992 was an amazing year for music, and uh, for those of you who are familiar with how we format this show, this is a two-parter. It is a guaranteed two-parter. Two sides of the record. The first side will be the singles. Um, the second side will be the albums, which we will release a week after this one is released. So, uh, any thoughts before we, we kick all this off on the music of of 1992, folks? Uh, yeah, I have a thought. Andy, yeah. I will always love you. Oh, God. Oh, Stop it. no. God. Okay. It was this year that movie came <laughs> out. You didn't warble enough. No, I, I, I can't warble. Oh, that God. Well, you know what? Hold off on that, because rest assured, it's the music of 1992. Oh, we will talk about it. But before uh. we do that, normally we're going to do these. We would normally kick off with social media thoughts first, but I'm going to save those until after this segment. Because we always cover the Hot 100 uh, number ones on Billboard. So usually the way this works is there's usually like 30 number one hits or whatever. And we have to kind of talk a little bit about them. If you hear a sound drop, it's primarily because, A, 
I didn't want to, I, you know, I, I felt a little risky enough on the copyright stuff, uh, but also maybe it warrants a discussion. This year apparently was the lowest amount of number one hits since the Billboard charts were introduced in the early 50s. Wow. Yeah. Is, is, that, is that a function of the fact that some of these songs were on there for so long? Oh, let's, yeah, let's discuss that. There are 12 number one hits for 1992 and the majority the majority of them uh were like three weeks hits and then two which did double digits which we'll talk about well i mean i'm looking at looking at the list there's only three songs with the only that were only on the top number you know number one for one week yeah it's multi-week it's like jesus yeah exactly and some of them are surprising um others i will, I will say that so much. there's a good it's a pretty good diverse uh diverse looking uh number ones yeah <laughs> but at the same time though i still don't feel like it's indicative of what the music scene was turning into we had this discussion last year about this that the number one yeah. songs did not do not reflect what the uh what was going on in the music industry but you, you, i digress you, you would think 1992 was the, the height of grunge. It felt to me yeah. like 1992, 93 was like the, the the total ascension of grunge. But it, right. it is no, not it wasn't. Yeah, it's not the ascension. Of, it's, it's it is the ascension of grunge. It's not when you know grunge has fully taken over everything. No, that was like yeah. maybe, maybe like it's, it's, two it's or three years later. Of, yeah, it's it's busting out of being the Seattle sound and going nationwide. Yeah, yeah. and worldwide. It's like, it's like bursting through like the you know. It's like bursting through the ground, like getting ready to come through and say, we're going to take all like zombies. Yeah. Right. It's, it's still on FNX, not BCN. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And the other thing, too, is that I don't feel like it had actually gotten into the bloodstream until uh, the movie Singles was released later oh, in 92. Yeah, or 95. So, uh, that was 92. Oh, 92? Yeah. Yeah. I was still at when that movie came out, so... So anyway, folks, let's get started with the number ones. Uh, okay, so the first song is a carryover from 1991, spending three weeks on the Billboard charts. Uh, Michael Jackson, Black or White. Insert whatever jokes you had about this song uh, <laughs> here. Now, enjoy. Well, the one All thing right. I, was kind of, I find interesting is this was like kind of like his come like his like kind of comeback in a sense. Like, not that he wasn't popular, but it's like, it was like after a couple of years, like being gone for a while, he all of a sudden kind of came back and made this and, yeah. and, and, he, and he threw, and he threw Macaulay Culkin in there. So well, I just remember, uh, I just remember the, the video had a lot of airplay on uh, MTV. Oh, because of the morphing. I mean, yeah. apart from the fact it was a Michael Jackson song, but this awesome. is when he dubbed himself the king of pop, which every rock and roller just immediately laughed at, pointed and laughed at heartily. Yeah. So, I remember when the video came out. Yeah. But I do remember when the video came out, like they had to cut it because of like after like the end of the video, there was that weird scene where he's just dancing and breaking a car, then ripping his yeah. shirt and yelling all the time. And like all of a sudden like they cut that piece out like after like a week or something. They, like because I can't remember it was like it was, it was like invoking Rodney the, the the LA riots. Oh, so like, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he's uh, he's beating on that car. We don't want to make it look like a, a black guy is destroying it, uh, someone's personal property. Um, he's black, right? 
<laughs> or white. Or white, it depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's, I, that's all I can talk about this song. Oh, God. All right. One week at number one. All the number four love by Color Me Bad with two Ds. Oh, um, you're extra bad. I think Beavis and Butthead put it best. That was almost uncanny. Yeah. I think Beavis and Butthead put it best when they yep. said, this is that band with Kenny G and George Michael and Snow, and Beavis goes, yep, it's a super suck group. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of these bands. I, I, I saw a thing where, like, you know, like uh, it was a list of unnecessary best of albums. And it was like, Color Me Bad has a best of. All of their songs came off of one album. That's mm-hmm. their best of. Their debut is their best of. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yep. Anybody mm-hmm. else have any thoughts on, on all four, the number four love? Yeah, no. This is like the re- this is like when like the, the boy band craze was like really coming up. And like, I think what really always bothered me about this this stuff was like, when you had like talent shows, like a oh, lot of like the jock type guys would do this stuff, you know, because they think like you know the girls all bang them after that. Yep. Yep. And, yep. Hey, look, we're all gonna be muscle and we're gonna wear overalls and nothing, no shirts on. I'm like, yep. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You were still in high school when this came out, weren't you? Uh-huh. So of course, okay. See, here's the thing: when you're in high school, yeah, this stuff is ten times worse. Yeah. Well, the funny thing, you know, and I was thinking about this, too. It's like these I remember these songs being a thing, but I'm like, what was I doing in 1992? Oh, that's right. I was in I was actually at the clubs listening to like really cool club music and all that. And then when this stuff would come on it'd be like, oh, oh, no. Well, it's like yeah, it gets no, bad no. when when someone tells me that, and and I'm not kidding when I say this. And I remember this distinctly when one of the popular kids told me that Gerardo was better than the band Metallica. Um, it would took everything in my power not to laugh at them. Well, I'm like, yeah, that's, where's Gerardo now? <laughs> exactly. Oh, you mean Rico Suave? Because that's what everyone his name was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Clowns. Oh, no, that, like, you know, ABC and other bad creation. Like I had people like saying that these were like the superior groups, and I'm like, none of them are still around. Yet Metallica is still rocking it out. Yep, so, exactly. Who's laughing? All right, now? Let, let's move on. <laughs> Another one week wonder here. One week at number one. Don't let the sun go down on me by George Michael and Elton John. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Elton John. I can't find all the I know, I didn't lie. You see me once, I see the way I feel. 
Oh boy. Um, it's honestly in hindsight. I like when this song first came out. I'm like, okay, Pablum. In hindsight, like it. it's actually pretty good. It yeah. is. I like it. It's a good song. I remember oh, good, Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey did a version of this song in the Lost Boys soundtrack like five years earlier. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. But this one, I mean, of course, every time I think of this song, all I could think of is Mr. Elton John. Because yeah. it was a live, it was a live recording. <laughs> yep. But. All right. Now, can we move on to the next one? We spent three weeks at number one in the pinnacle of one, one hit wonderness. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right said Fred, I'm too sexy. All you need to know is all you need to know now is that they they're promoting a a, a neo fascist uh, neo Nazi uh, podcast. That scans, oh, Joe. That scans. Oh, that's so all. We, that's all we know. Hard. Um, the weirdest thing about this song was too is that you know in in my college group i was kind of like the token straight guy and all of my gay friends were like this is the gayest song i've ever heard and not like in a good fun gay way let's go to the clubs yes let's go to the clubs, shall we no this song was just a uh, cry for help seriously it is a cry for help i do remember though there's like on one of the vh1 shows it might have been like this you know um i love the 90s they were talking about this song and one of the talking heads was talking about the video where they're walking down the street and then somebody walks past one of the Aryan uh, nation members and pulls his shirts off, shirt off and, she, and she's just like, and then pecks ahoy. Oh, God. Oh, like, you've yeah. been silent, man. Not, not, not Cicerone. Uh, go look. You've been really silent. Any thoughts on any of this stuff? And it's just not your scene at the time. There's a bubble um, over his head with that guy right now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean... I've heard the songs. They're what they are. <laughs> At this point in my life, I was really I was in the country. So. Yeah. They are what yeah. they are. They are what they, they is what they is. Yeah. And there were songs yeah. that I was convinced made the number one that they is what they is. <laughs> it is. It is a set of notes and melodies that create music. That's all. And the funny thing is, these songs are earworms, and that's the thing. You know, it's just yeah. like one of those yeah. things where you hear it, and that's what, it, and that's what got it popular. I mean, you know, and you know, you look at the guy; it looks like he looks like you know, you know, big discount Rob Halford. You know. Oh God. <laughs> I'm going just... like, even even Rob Halford go, this is gay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. oh wow, mate! They really went over the top, didn't they? Oh, you know. I think they're straight. Um. Yeah. So it's, it's good to know now. They're both huge pieces of Aryan shit, so uh, we got that going for us. All right. Another three weeks at number one. Mr. Big, to be with you. This Is this uh, the official 
last gasp of hair metal. I was I was just gonna say this is the last cry. This, this is, is the this is this the is parting the show and cry you did when you heard this song. You know where I first heard <laughs> uh, this song? Yeah. I first heard this song on a commercial for one of those, uh, you know, pop compilation CDCs. That they were throwing out. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> oh, man, that's perfect. Hey, Tell Records. Because I, I, I was like, half expecting Mike was going to say, you know, the first time I heard this song was on a Geico ad. Uh, <laughs> I, oh, man, it's, you know, it's not a, it's not a terrible song, but having, you five know, years, spent, five the, years spent the, the, yeah. It, it happened five years too late, and it happened in a time too where this is this was what we were marinating in throughout high school. Mm-hmm. So it was like I just I just need this to end. So yeah, it's, it's tough because one, we'll be discussing it later in one of my records, but it's yeah, this is definitely this was definitely the end. This was like you knew hair metal had no future after this. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and considering, too, that, you know, it, this is the official last gasp, even though everybody credits Cherry Pie as the last gasp. Hmm. Well, I think the reason why is because there was that whole interview saying, like, you know, one minute our posters are up, next minute Nirvana's posters are up. Yep. And, like, it's because that interview was, like, kind of like the hint that it was over. So that's, I think that's why a lot of people kind of reference Warrant. yeah. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, they also had a, a video that was like everything wrong with hair metal shows up in this video. Every complaint that anybody had about hair metal showed up in that video. Yeah. So, you know, for better or yeah, worse, every, if that every, was your thing, then that was your thing. But it's every cliche about hair metal. Right. It was like trying to be a, a, a power ballad that just was just a ballad. And it just, yeah. I don't know. It just, it doesn't, it almost like, it was a hair metal song that didn't fit in hair metal. Like when you listen to it, it's like, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like you listen to the song and it almost tries to almost have a little bit of a hint of boy band in it. Right. When right. you listen to the chorus, it's got boy band tendency. So they're like, and that was what was kind of also taking over. So it's like, these guys are trying to take that kind of quote unquote hair metal style and trying to infuse it with a little bit of a boy band to kind of, you know, swing that crowd to them. And right. they kind of did because it lasted for three weeks. But it's just <laughs> one of the songs that I don't, it's like it didn't know what it was. I right. Think it was like it was, it was basically having a personality disorder. Yeah, and that's not was, I can see that. That's it was a hair metal band that went on a, into an uh, 80s pop compilation CD. That didn't <laughs> all you need to know. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, thank God we're not in that Geico ad. So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> moving on. Five weeks at number one, Vanessa Williams, Save the Best for Last. You didn't put this on the bottom? <laughs> this, you know, again, this is... Five weeks? Jesus. Five weeks. Well, this is one of those songs that you felt was just never going to go away. Obviously, that would be tr- proven extremely... Wrong-headed. A few songs up from now. Well, it's 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 amazing. I'm I'm like thinking it's like five weeks. I don't even remember the song. Yeah, I remember it being a huge thing in the summer, like the early summer. Yeah. Of '92, like 
I was just leaving my freshman year of of college. Yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. First, yeah. After my freshman year of college, I spent most of the summer drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so th- I can understand Joe why you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't remember this one. Joe, I'm really glad that you said you don't remember this because I have no idea what the song is. Okay, I kind of want to. Like, I, I might. Maybe I'll drop it my, in just because nobody like, knows it. The, the, the only reason I know Vanessa Williams was because she was in Playboy. Penthouse, get it right, you lo- <laughs> Get it right, <laughs> you, 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 get it right you moron. <laughs> hey, she was also doing The Soul of VH1. Remember, she was the host oh, of that? Right, yeah. Oh, God. Then she was an actress for a while. There's a lot of yep. stuff that Vanessa... Yeah, I'll, I'll give her credit. For someone whose career was ostensibly ruined in 1984 for old, dirty pictures showing up in a magazine, I think she bounced back okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, all right, well, nobody can speak to this one because nobody remembers it because, you know what, we were all drunk or high. Well, or high. Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was neither. I was LARPing. Oh, okay. Well, I was listening to country. Okay. We all know the next one, though, because I'm sure some of us tried to emulate this, uh, th- this uh, fashion style. Eight weeks at number one, Jump by Criss Cross. Not to be confused with Jump Around. By House of Pain. House of Pain. Jesus Christ. Wait, who put two songs with the word jump in the charts at the exact same goddamn time? <laughs> I mean, I would have mixed this up with the Pointer Sisters. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's a jumperama. I can see oh. that. I so Here's the thing with, with Criss Cross. I mean, you can kind of remember the song. Oh, well, you remember the jump, jump, and then the, you know... Daddy Mac will make you a jump junk. Mac Daddy will make you a jump jump. Whatever. The, the big thing with them is their fashion sense because they wore all their clothes backwards. How'd they pee with their pants on backwards? Um, I don't know. Maybe a butt Drop flat. Trow? I, I don't. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Drop trow. They're the weird ones that have their their uh, pants around the ankles at the urinal. I was gonna say they're like. They're, I don't know if you guys have and they watched have their shirt the shirt lifted most, up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have watched the most current uh, episode of. A peacemaker yet, but apparently vigilante can't pee with his pants on because he can't have cloth t- touching his ass when he yep. pees. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, haven't watched that yet either, but yeah, okay. uh, I, I'm not surprised because vigilante is weird. <laughs> I am I am blown away that 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 idiot actually managed to train his body and mind to become a killing machine. It's yeah. astounding. But back, <laughs> back to uh, Sirs Chris and Cross. Um, yeah, I I remember like like everything was backwards. Their hat was backwards. Their shirts were backwards. Their pants were backwards. They even put their earrings in backwards, and that was like 
the one thing I'm like, oh, what does this look like? Because I, like, I had my ear pierced at the time. I'm like, that looks really stupid. I'm putting that back around. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> For the most part, I wear hoops. This doesn't matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, we really weren't into this, the, into the pop music scene because nobody's got anything to say about this song other than. Actually, right the- now, I just have the image of you with hoop earrings in your ear. It's freaking me out. Oh, that's right. I. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, my, I, I still, ha- I think the hole is still open in one of my ears. I got pierced in high school, but I don't know. I haven't tried in a long time. Thank you. Anyway, two weeks, uh, Miss Mariah, don't look her in the yeah. eyes for I'll be there. Um, yeah, it's, wow, it's Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas. Oh Jesus Christ! No, no, uh, we still have two more years. Don't bring that shit into this house yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting don't, don't worry, Andy. She's slumbering in the depths of the Atlantic Ocean right now. <laughs> I have I, a hard time listening to Mariah Carey because I always think I have tinnitus. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been, I've essentially said the same thing for the last three episode music episodes. That it's like, I get it. You've got some talent. I don't care. It literally just comes down to my ambivalence about her. It really. I nah. don't. I don't think I've never known anybody that I've ever known uh, has never expressed a undying love for Mariah Carey. That's, Nobody. That's really a good point, Catherine. I mean, even like with someone like a Whitney Houston, she's got diehards, but nobody is like a Mariah Carey super fan. Oh God. No. I yeah. think they're only, I think like it comes in like doses. It's like when she comes out with something, it like, everybody's like jumps on the bandwagon and then when yeah. it's done they all jump off the bandwagon like immediately and i think andy i think you and i might have gone to the theater where we saw the glitter uh trailer at one point oh i don't doubt that we did i don't i doubt think we, that we saw did. that and i think you and i looked at each other and basically gave each other the regal face when we saw that yep it and was we're going yeah this is a steaming pile of shit <laughs> yep it was it was peak crazy mariah it was it was oh. like seriously when she had lost her goddamn mind yeah, so. I think we looked at it and said, yep, that's going to suck. <laughs> yep, and you know what? It's often considered one of the worst movies ever made, so. Uh-huh. Moving on! Five weeks at number one. Baby Got Back from Sir Mix-A-Lot. L.A. with the Oakland movies. I like them round and big. And when I'm throwing a gig, I just can't help myself. I'm acting like an animal. Now here's my scandal. I want to get you home and uh, double up. Talking about Playboy, cause silicone parts are made for toys. I want them real thick and juicy. So find that juicy double. Makes a lot in trouble. Begging for a piece of that bubble. So I'm looking at rock videos. Knock me bimbos, walking like hoes. You can have them bimbos. I'll keep my women like Flojo. A word to the thick soul sisters, I wanna get with ya. I won't cuss or hit ya. But I gotta be straight when I say I wanna till the break of dawn. Baby got it going on. A lot of simps won't like this song. Cause On. So, ladies, ladies, do you want to roll my Mercedes? Turn around, stick it out. Even white boys got the shout. Baby got back. Classic. And I don't care what you say about this song. Everyone's, if you hear the song on the radio, you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to it. How can you, every time, you, every single person, I don't care how cool you are, how square you are. 
everybody not only can sing that opening line, but they all get the right timing and pattern down. I like <laughs> big butts that I cannot okay, lie. You other brothers can't deny. Can't and after that, I'm like, it's just, it's a word salad to me. But when a girl walks in with itty waist and a something, something, yeah. Face, you get sprung. Okay. It's like, 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 it's like trying to My husband does this one at karaoke. Oh, God. Oh, God. And I am the last person I thought that would of this group that would be able to fin- finish that line. I'm, I'm very I'm very proud of you, Mike. That's actually really good. <laughs> I will give Sir Mix a lot all of the credit in the world. Here's a dude who understood what his place is in the annals of music history and fucking <laughs> ran with it. Uh-huh. You you couldn't find the a annals, less huh? in the annals of music. Mm, <laughs> there. Um. Uh, you could Andy. not find... Kathleen got you again. She did. Oh, man. But, you know, it was jerk off to the fountainhead and now this. But, you know. Bravo, Catherine. Um, I could, you, you couldn't find a less bitter human being when asked about his soul hit. <laughs> he is, like, he's all about it. He's like, yeah, this song bought me a house, bought me a car. I don't have to work a day in my life because of this song. Yep. I'm good. I'm it's good. Supposed, it's supposed to be vanilla of, ice. Oh, Jesus. Who's <laughs> no, renovating he's, houses now? Well, he's accepted now. it now. He's accepted it now. But before, he was like, don't even mention those words. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he, he makes a lot of his Vanilla career. Ice saw himself as a serious artist. Yeah. 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 Sir <laughs> yeah, so Mixola owes his career to this song and Shrek. Oh, yeah. I just, you know, the funny thing with this too is it, a lot of what what drew people to the song was the video, not so much yeah. because you know there's a whole bunch of you know butts like in in fisheye on, on on MTV. It's the opening, which is part of the song. Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. Because that was around the same time that um, the Delta 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 girls were on SNL, mm-hmm. and that was like a huge thing. So I honestly thought that was Melanie Hudson. Doing that. Oh my God, Becky! Look at her butt. Well, um, bad. Well, the reason why you thought that is because every character she played on the show had that voice. Exactly. Well, am I am I at fault then? Can you blame me? <laughs> oh, we can blame you. We just <laughs> <laughs> you go to hell, Joe. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> all right, let's move on. One week at number one. I didn't even realize this was a number one hit. Um, used to be my playground by Madonna from uh, a movie, A League of Their Own. Really? I was, you gotta, you gotta remember where Madonna was in 92. This song is so grounded in reality based on the leather, you know, the leather mistress, uh, persona she kind of made up for herself in this intervening year with, uh, erotica and the, the sex book. And just essentially... Truth or Dare movie later. Yep. Yep. You know, being, being willing to try to, like, do a, three, a threesome with uh, Vanilla Ice and Big Daddy Kane uh, in that book. You know, it's just like... Uh, this is this song is insanely grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and, also, you you know, got, League of Their Own is a classic movie, too. It and, is. It well, is a great that, movie. That comes up this summer when M talks about it with us. Mm. Which she's covered on her show. Um, yeah, I, 
I really like this song a lot. Um, it it doesn't feel like a Madonna song. No. The last thing with Madonna yeah, it's, it's was her, she could. Oh God, Kevin. It's not. Her, it, yeah, it's not her kind of club pop standard. It's. No, right. and I think, and I think also that was a time when she was trying to explore different kinds of music. I mean, she was always trying to like do something different. It was like a long way from like Borderline, you know, and yeah, um, and even that album is very different from her second one because of just how she was trying to reinvent her sound each time. And right. it's just a, it's just a, it's it's such, it's got a lot of emotion. It. It's just an amazingly emotional song, and. I don't know. It's just something about it. It's just, it's just really, really. It's, it's a, it's a beautiful song. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it definitely holds up. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Again, I was surprised it hit number one. I, I, it's a very good song. Deserves a, a, to be slotted number one. But at this time, it was still kind of like, oh yeah, that's Madonna was actually capable of making decent music. Um, it, it, our, it, it probably hit number one when the movie came out. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. Definitely. That probably definitely helped it a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's it was it was released for the movie. It wasn't right. on right. exactly. It wasn't on erotica. So it was like the movie's like main song, I guess, in a sense. It was the, it was the only pop hit in there because everything else right. was like you know yeah, uh, yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All the all the Bucky Barnes music. So anyway, <laughs> hey, hey cowgirls, hey cowgirls, see the grass? Don't eat it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, moving on. 13 weeks at number one, essentially a quarter of the year. Yeah. End of end of the road by boys to men. God, I can't believe this was that on that long. Thirteen weeks up until the one of the songs that we're going to close this list out with, the longest running number one hit of all time. Wow! All right, so first of all, can you guys name the movie this song came out of? I don't even know the song. I I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but I bet it would be Boys in the Hood. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. New Jack City. Nope. You guys are all wrong. Boomerang. What? Oh, boomerang. God. Boomerang? What's a boomerang? Boomerang. <laughs> boomerang was at Eddie. It, it, was, the be- down, it was the beginning of the end. Down. Yes, it, it, it was the beginning of the end for Eddie Murphy, where his ego took over every production. We'll talk Ooh. more about the movie Boomerang, including the torches and pitchforks <laughs> that we had after the movie was, re- um, was uh, referred to us. But we'll talk about that over the summer. Oh, with who M. referred that movie? Gee, I wonder who. It, it, no, actually, it's not who you oh, think it, it was. It wasn't who I think it was. Oh, no, it was not who you think it was. Again, I will. I will tell the story, story in its sordid details over the summer. All I'll say so, is, is this the one where Bill made a comment? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Again, Mike, <laughs> save that for the summer. I know. I'm wanna, saying nothing. I just wanted to make want sure to, that was the story. 
We want to whet the appetite. But I want to get back to the song real quick because I find it incredibly interesting that a quarter of the year, this song is number one. And I feel like me, Mike, and maybe Joe remember it. But Mike and Catherine might not. Is that what I am getting? Yeah, because this was this was when I was starting to get into like metal and prog rock. Okay. I have no idea what this song is. The song is really I'm sorry, I didn't do the homework. It wasn't to a bad the song. end of the road. Well, I figured you guys would know. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I can't let go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I you will be I long to me. I be lo- yeah, whatever the whatever the fucking words are. But yeah, that's. <laughs> Can I just say Ugh. that? I mean, Boys to Men was not a bad group, but I hated this song. I did not like it. It just it was annoying, and after a while, it got like because, like I said, the popular kids would all listen to this, and when uh... you heard it ad nauseum to that point where. You know, I mean, like I said, these guys sang great. I mean, it wasn't like it was very harmonies or great or anything, but it's just one of those songs where it's just like, enough. Yep. Enough. <laughs> and it just made me loathe the song. It's yep. one of those things that it, really, yep. it got ruined. I think it's one of those things that's like, when songs get so popular, it gets ruined for you. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, this was definitely up there. And, I, yeah. Uh, I went yeah. to a predominantly black Southern college, not an HBC. But a predominantly black Southern college, I heard this song blaring out of windows and dormitories all throughout the fall of oh. of nineteen ninety two. Oh boy, um, yeah, um, you know, smooth harmonies, it's fine, it's fine. I was not in, I was not musically was not living in this neighborhood at that time though, <laughs> which we'll get into when we talk about the albums. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, all right, so to to release us from 13 weeks of Boys to Men, two weeks of How Do You Talk to an Angel? Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Let's, let's not forget that Ray Pruitt, the lead singer, beat up Donna. Oh, that's oh, right. He no. did. He did. Yeah. Wow. Oh, was that the was like Bell Rose plays, wasn't it? Yeah. No, was... this was actually. Oh, no, the, the Heights was. The Heights. Yeah, it was like its own show for like a season, and but they had like Ray Pruitt. I remember. I mean, they talked right. about this on Touching a Rich because you know Wallach was a big fan of it, and right. and of we course actually... you know David Silver did nothing to help him. So yeah, you know, we talked enough. about this song last year actually when we talked about fictional bands because the Heights yeah. came up. Um, yeah, it was all part of like that nine hundred two one zero shared universe. Right. Yeah, no you, th- you think? Yeah. Oh God. Definitely a, a novelty song, babe. My novelty people, and it hit number one the week the show was canceled. It. I will say I, though, I at least it, it was a nice breath. It was a breath of fresh. It's got a oh, sax solo, sexy sax solo, and I love it's that. Got a sexy sax solo, and the way you said "I love it," though, it made it sound like you were just swimming in uh, in raw sewage. I love I it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll say, I'll give it. Oh, you know, Mr. Positive, he's going to give it one nice positive. It was a breath of fresh air after End of the Road constantly playing. Okay. Cause so guess I what? will say that I will give it that. This is your aperitif because the final number one of 1992 spent five weeks at number one in 1992 and an additional nine weeks at number oh. one in 1993. That's right. 
Thud and I, I will always love you by Whitney. This is oh, Whitney. Uh, I was this hoping you said like a karaoke. This is called the karaoke classic. Oh, well, oh and God. yet no one everybody. can, and, and everybody does not do it well. Basically, this is like drunk girl gets up to sing this. Yeah, yeah. If there's if there's one knock on Dolly Parton when she, you know, does eventually shuffle off this mortal coil and essentially thinks she's getting a free ride into heaven, they're gonna bring up this song and she's gonna just gonna have to apologize <laughs> very politely because it's Dolly Parton. She's a goddamn saint. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be like okay. Do you repent for this? Like, yeah, I think I do. All right, good. You're in. You're in. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. You, Merely you, a you formality, just, Dolly. <laughs> you you did see the news that she is now guaranteeing that anybody that works at Dollywood is going to get a free ride to college, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. We do not deserve Dolly Parton. No. And she it, did this job. He, she did this song fine. Yeah. I'm yeah. not blaming her for this song. Interesting. I'm blaming Whitney for this song. Right. Interesting. Yeah. This song was written for a movie and became more famous in another movie. Can you name yeah. both the movies? Oh, oh, well, the first one is The Bodyguard, and I don't know the second one. The best, best Little, little whore. whorehouse in Texas. Yep. Or as I like to say, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Whore. Okay. Whore. Whore. All I can see is, what, what are you doing, Frank? <laughs> oh, God. This... I like banging uh, whores. Whores, yeah. This song... It's just like I, you know, and again, I, I've made my my thoughts on Whitney Houston very clear. I can identify the talent, and that is where I leave it. I I, <laughs> no, I I don't get emotional about it. It's just like okay, fine. She's a very talented woman, amazing voice. This was like peak Whitney when she became unbearable. And like you know, kind of like that. Don't you dare look her directly in the eyes. Type of unbearable. <laughs> don't make eye and contact then, with her. But the best part was, it's like remember when she was doing all this stuff, and then like when Being Bobby Brown came out. God. And she was like that. It's like and her personality was like not what I expected at all. How do you make Bobby Brown the sympathetic figure in anything in life? All I can remember was <laughs> the uh, that one line that they used to use in the suit that kiss my ass. Yep. Andy, keep in yeah. mind that is his prerogative. It is. Oh, boo. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, I'm going to get so emotional, baby, every time I think of you. Oh, boy. Well, I'm not getting You all emotional. deserve to go to hell. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to get emotional thinking about that, but you know what I am going to get emotional about? The products and surfaces. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Uh, we are actually, let's talk really, about... It went over my head, didn't it? What's that? That went way over my head, didn't it? Oh, it's, it's, it's the, the behind the bastards thing, but you know, okay. you, know what I, you know what I don't get emotional about? The products and services that sponsor this podcast. Which like are Raytheon. none. That's, <laughs> yes, that's exactly. why you don't get emotional, is because we don't have any sponsors. Exactly. However, I, I really want to find out how much it would cost us to get Robert Evans to do an, like a permanent intro for us. <laughs> I mean, if lots, if, um, lots. Oh, lots. Well, if if uh, what's his name from the the competitive eating thing we can go off on a rambling thing for 120 bucks, I'm sure you know Robert might be cheaper. But <laughs> maybe maybe all it'll take is just some ketamine. Who knows? Who knows? Oh yeah, <laughs> I don't know where to score ketamine, but there we go. Uh, but it anyway, let's yes, let's let's go to our social media feedback. In which we got a bunch 
of social media feedback. So I want to thank every podcast and everybody who brought this up, retweeted the tweet and all that. When I put the call out, y'all are awesome. So let's start with uh, Geeks Unleashed, which is at Geeks Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, so first of all, all caps, OMG. So they pick Mary J. Blige. What's the 411? TLC. Ooh, on the TLC tip, which I think is the full album. Back when, you know, back when Lisa Lo- Left Eye Lopes had, like, the condom on the glasses. Oh. They were all about safe sex. En Vogue, my lovin', otherwise known as You Ain't Never Gonna Get It. Oh, really? <laughs> never, never gonna get it. Not this time. Never gonna get it. 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 That was a fun song. Yep. That's the only bad song I know, though. Uh, They also bring up Boys to Men, End of the Road, the single. Uh, Michael Jackson, Remember the Time, primarily for the music video with uh, Iman and uh, Magic uh, Johnson. And Baby Got Back by Sir Mix a Lot. We also have. Uh, let me pull these up here. Oh, good friend of the podcast, Dave McLean, uh, who brought up for albums. R.E.M.'s Automatic for the People is a deeply personal folk record about death and loss that somehow managed to top the charts. The last seminal uh, record from a great band that would be a long time before the pop charts were that fearless again. As for the best single, Mike, it's what you, what you, what you want, what you yeah. want by the Beastie Boys. Okay, it goes down in the PM at it go down in the PM brings up Rakim. Don't sweat the technique, which I believe uh, Catherine, your husband, brought up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Sex, sex and Violence, School of Hard Knocks, What Three Album by Red Band, Live and Let Die. I grew up on the East Coast during the golden age of hip hop, and it was just a handful I could think of without consulting Le Google. Kate's on the. <laughs> Capes on the Couch, which is at Capes on the Couch podcast, brings up Baby Got Back, Vulgar Display of Power, on the TLC tip, Opiate, Three Years, Five Months, Off the Deep End, Cavern, Just Another Mm -hmm. Day by John Cicada, Mariah Unplugged, Mecca and Soul Brother, Gin Blossoms, thank you guys, Clapton Unplugged, Core, Dirt, Automatic for the People. Four non-blondes, SWV, uh, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Predator by Ice Cube, Chronic, another album that uh, Catherine's husband is going to be bringing up in just a few minutes, and the Bodyguard soundtrack. Kelly Madden at Kelly Madden 80, Stone Temple Pilots, Core was one of my favorite albums. Stu World Order at SWO Productions. Brings up 1992 was Weezer's Blue album, right? Or was that 94? Ah, it was 94. Boo! <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Jackie Stevenson at Writer Jacks, that's Jacks with an H, says, Crap, I'm in a rabbit hole. Before I fall too far, Little Earthquakes by Tori Amos, 40 Ounces to Freedom, mm-hmm. Autobag for the People, Check Your Head, The Chronic, Rancid, Rage Against the Machine, No Doubt, and Funky Divas. And uh, Girls Talk Comics at Girls Talk Comic 1. This could be a lot of music. Holy heck. (laughs) We also have good friend of the podcast and constant uh, purveyor of bad sequels, 
Kurt Smith at Swayze of Arabia. Brings up Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine. Plush by Stone Temple Pilots. Hellraiser by Motorhead and Symphony of Destruction by Megadeth. And none of my friends like comics podcast at no, at no Comic Friends brings up, ooh, 92. I got to go somewhere far beyond Blind Guardian. And now over to face, the, the Facebooks. Does anybody have any Facebook stuff on their end? Uh, I, got like, things. I, have, I have a few. Go hit them. Hit, hit me with those while I pull up the other stuff. Okay, so basically James, uh, uh, our friend uh, from high school, Moose. James uh, Moose Sawyer, uh, wanted to, to mention that uh, the, the resurgence of Queen. That, uh, oh, God, yep. Yeah, Thank point. you, Wayne's World. <laughs> Due to Wayne's World. And then uh, Tim Sullivan, he, uh, he mentions uh, that we would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention uh, Achy Breaky Heart and uh, Baby Got Back. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know if Tim's being all serious on that one. I think it's Tim. No, no it's he's Tim. not. <laughs> so we've got uh, Mike's girlfriend, Jonna, brings up Used to Be My Playground by Madonna. And I Will Remember You by Amy Grant and Save the Best for Last by Vanessa Williams. You see, somebody remembers that song. Um, and Steve-O, Stephen J. Dermody, brings up Faith No More, Angel Dust. Every once in a while, I notice something I hadn't noticed before or had forgotten about. Stevo is one of those guys that loves Faith No More so much, like legitimately super fan, absolute yeah. super fan on Faith No More. So whenever I hear Faith No More, I always think Faith Plus One from South Park. <laughs> <laughs> and see, salvation, I love my face. Um, anybody else have anything on their socials? I got a couple things. Um, yep, what do you got? Uh, friend John Byrne said, for me, 1992 is all about Automatic for the People. Mm. Uh, Dennis Wilson, uh, three years, five months, and two days in the life of Arrested Development. Uh, Human Touch by Bruce Springsteen. Rage oh, yeah. Uh, good... And he goes, I guess we got to mention Soul Asylum. Uh, <laughs> Hillary just thought it'd be Shit, funny I because... forgot about Soul Asylum. I forgot yeah. that their big album came out in 92. My uh, future wife decided to say, I'm pretty sure in 1992 I was in a Rafi Baby Beluga 91 as a joke. Uh, <laughs> someone else wrote uh, uh, Nirvana, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Mr. Big, Boys to Men. Uh, then we had uh, The Harmonies of In Vogue, Baby Got Back, Jump Around, uh, Achy Breaky Heart, Das Effects, Faith No More's Epic, Tori Amos' Crucify, uh, Def Leppard, Peter Gabriel, The Cure. Uh, then we got, oh, uh, Dr. Dre, The Chronic, is someone, uh, Jen King, Jen, Jennifer King, uh, mentioned. Tori Amos's Little Earthquakes. The Eric Clapton Unplugged album. That was another good one. Then, of course, uh, Stone Temple Pilots by Kira, core album. Oh, here's one that I liked. Uh, my friend Jared, right, <laughs> brought up Asia. When they oh, came God, out Asia. the Aqua album. <laughs> when they got, when they brought it, no, and I bought this album and go, wait a minute, this isn't John Wetton, it's this guy named John Payne. That's <laughs> when so they brought back that they brought in this guy. Featuring, uh, featuring John Payne. You got it. <laughs> Coming out of the uh, cooking section of uh, Borders. <laughs> I know I'll never live that down. <laughs> uh, my buddy Dickie uh, wrote The Southern Harmony and Musical Camp Companion by the Black Crows. Um, then we got Chris Marrera, Set Adrift by Memory. Uh, Memory Bliss by PM Dawn, Hazard by Richard Marks, I Can't Dance by Genesis, 
Everything Changes by Taylor Dane, uh, Free Your Mind by En Vogue, and my buddy John McEnany wrote, I'd be, fra- I'd be reminisced not to mention Nathan Lane and Faith Prince in the revival of Guys and Dolls. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good era for revivals. It was. All right. Well, you guys have, I have a few singles that I have listed here that weren't a, a quick mention. Uh, anyone have any that they want to bring up? Like just singles? No, nah, well, not, not, I mean, I'll be discussing them, you know. My, okay. So my, let's. When we discuss albums, I'll be discussing them. So. Okay. So let's get the, oh, God, do we have to out of the way now? Billy Ray Cyrus, Achy Breaky Heart. I legitimately thought this song was going to be number one for like 80 weeks. Don't look at me. I was into country, but I fucking hated this song. Oh, my God. This song. Now, again, I mentioned earlier. Yes, my college was predominantly black, but it was also in the South. So there was also a there there was a very large contingent of hill folk. Um, oh my god, this fucking song! All I can think god. of is when Stan brought it, yeah, with that song. And of course, uh, when you you know, or, you know, you know it's on, and <laughs> they had to do the whole dance off. <laughs> oh god, it's this. It's just like this. It's 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 not even. It, this is a commodity. It's not even music. It's just this. It exists. Oh, God. God. I I hope it was worth selling his soul for this, because... Well, no, but then his his spawn came out, so, I mean... Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he sold his soul and got a hell spawn, so it didn't really work out for him. (laughs) But but, but Weird Al did make good fun of it later. Oh, yeah. yeah, Well, yeah. Well, that's that's the whole point of it. Why why is anything going to happen unless Weird Al is going to spoof it later, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Andy, it's just proof that the universe is an uncaring concept that doesn't care about what you think. Yeah, exactly. Well, that, <laughs> I'm coming upon Joe. I'm coming upon 50 years of realizing that. So I'm not far behind you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. All right. Ugh, I'm gonna get my anger out now. So anyway, here's a here's a forgotten single. You know, Chris brought up uh, Genesis. I can't dance, which. God, really, guys? The lamb, the, the, the lamb goes on Broadway to I Can't Dance? No. The best song to come out of that album, the We Can't Dance album, is No Son of Mine. Song. It's, I, 
Well, it's I saw rooting. It's sad, and it's like it stretches them musically, which is all you could ask for for 1992 Genesis. Um, I saw Genesis live uh, back about uh, mid December, yeah, about a month ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like and I'll, I'll tell you, um, they put on a great show, and they did that song. And it was one of those songs I didn't like it when it first came out. It, it was yeah. like, but I've learned to appreciate it more, and especially seeing like as broken as Phil Collins is right now. Yeah. Um, just having him kind of sit in a chair, kind of hunched over, and still being able to belt that song out. Yeah. Um, because that's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of breathing, I think, in that part. Yeah. So for him to be able to do that and nail it um, was pretty awesome. And I got to yeah. give him all the credit in the world. And, um, and a side note, his son is amazing on the drums. Oh, good. That's good. Yeah. You know, the funny thing with that song also is it reminds me of, like, another, like, covert hit that they released. Like... 10 years earlier, Mama from their mm -hmm. self-titled album, same yep. thing, just dark, but, and you don't think much of it when you hear it the first time, but as the years go on, you're like, God damn, that's a good song. And then I know, I know Mike's going to have opinions on this, but November rain, guns and roses. <laughs> do, do we really need to? I'm not gonna. Well, I'm not gonna say anything because I don't know the song and okay. Guns N' Roses, so I have nothing to say. Right. It just. It, it, it's just. It's. It's when they started doing epic songs, like they, they were like the eight minute epic songs, and this is honestly one of their best songs. I think Slash's guitar towards the end, after like that. Oh, his solos is, is is. Oh yeah. Best guitar solos in, in, in yeah role, but yeah, the song's a little drawn out. Oh yeah. oh yeah, the song is very drawn out, but it's like it's for for the '92 releases of Use Your Illusions. This is the best thing that came out on that. Yeah. So I, that's all I can think of for singles. I think we are we good. Are we ready to flip the uh, album side over and talk about the albums next? I think so. Fantastic. Well, guys. Thank you very much for all of the social media feedback. We will be back in one week to discuss the single, the albums, rather, of 1992. So if you like what you heard, definitely check back on that. Follow us on all the different podcasting apps. If you're new to Geek Salad, check us out. Well, if you listen to us now, just stay on the app you're on. That makes yeah. sense. But if you want to tell people about it, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Podcasts. We are on all the big ones. We are on YouTube at Geek Salad Podcast as well. Um, you can check out our, our Twitter feed at Geek Salad Radio. Facebook is Geek Salad Podcast. Team Public is Geek Salad Podcast as well. <gasps> yeah, and we will be back in a week to talk about the albums of 1992. So until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And I'm Sir Mike's a lot. <laughs> yes. Go I for it. Resist. I couldn't you, resist. You, you, Mike, you, you, you be you because your anaconda don't want none unless it's got buds on. Damn straight. Sorry, wrong band. Anyway, folks, go for Abby Nerfool. See you in a week.
What do you think? You think love lasts forever? No, but this song does. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>